Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus. Amen. Our text for this morning is from Paul's letter to the Philippians, the fourth chapter. I'm going to focus on the second verse that I read for you here, but I'll read the whole thing. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And we pray. Uh, these are your words, dear Heavenly Father, sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Please be seated. In my household with five young children, we have a little bit of uh, Lego Masters fever right now uh, since we got our recent Bethany graduate, Caleb, uh, in the running for Lego Master next week. And uh, it's, of course, fun uh, to see all of the builds that people do. But the thing about you know, being a Lego master is you need other people to acknowledge that you're the Lego master, don't you? I can't, I can't just go to pick up my dream set, you know, the giant Millennium Falcon, which is probably like $1,000. Um, I can't just go and pick that up and then build it following the instructions. And I'm sure I would feel pretty awesome uh, but I, I can't just declare myself Lego master by doing that. Uh, someone else needs to kind of sign off on that. And so Caleb and his brother, they do their builds. The judges have to say, you know, what, uh, what they think of everything. Outside people have to acknowledge you for you to truly be a Lego master. And just like you need that outside acknowledgement for being a Lego master, today with our, our lesson, I hope we take home that we need outside acknowledgement for gentleness, too. I note what Paul says here in verse 5. Let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near. It's just like I can't just declare myself Lego master. I can't declare myself gentleness master either. You can't do, also do that. Um, other people kind of have a claim on whether we're gentle or not. Our gentleness doesn't really exist in a void. And that kind of causes a little bit of a problem for us because let's, you know, cut into the chase. I mean, we can all make a case for our own gentleness, right? We'd all be like, well, yeah, I've helped someone out sometime. Sometimes I'm nice to friends and sometimes I smile down the hallways when I'm not looking straight at my feet. Uh, maybe sometimes I've, you know, swaddled a newborn baby. Uh, but, you know, we... The text doesn't say, you know, can you make a case for your gentleness? It's, it's far more extreme than that when it says, let your gentleness be evident to all. And that's where the, you know, proverbial rubber hits the road is the evident to all. Um, and that's what we kind of sadly mess up on. I think, well, it's kind of a cliche to talk pandemic stuff, but, I, but bear with me here. Um, I, think that, I think that these past couple of years have kind of realized that Gentleness is not really such a hot commodity, and that Christians are often kind of not good at being so gentle. Um, I think some things like the internet have made it worse. It's easy from the comfort of a screen to kind of blast whatever you want to blast out there, out, out to the world. Um, 
sometimes it can be in person too, you know, harsh words, rhetoric that doesn't really help anything. It just kind of, I don't know, is abrasive, hurts other people, doesn't really like work toward a solution. Uh, just kind of alienates those that disagree with us and maybe boost our ego up a bit. Um, one, one experience that got me thinking is um, a little bit about like the name of the COVID-19 virus. Um, you know, I, I wonder, is it gentleness um, to call it like the Wuhan flu or the Chinese, you know, this or that? Because um, I had a, a, a time when um, early on in the pandemic, I have a friend who's Asian and he kind of had made a comment like, eh, people were giving him looks at the grocery store, you know, that sort of thing. And so I guess it, it, this text kind of challenges us to say, you know, yeah, do Chinese people have a claim on what we say as to whether that's gentle or not? They have a claim as to whether that might, I don't know, be a problem or might contribute to emboldened racism. I mean, this similar sort of vein is a lot of the, you know, talk that happened after the George Floyd killing, too. Um, have we spoken or been posting and alienating and harsh rhetoric that kind of comes off as a know-it-all and maybe dismissive? It doesn't really help toward a solution, but just kind of ticks people off. I mean, really, if we look at the words, gentleness evident to all, I mean, all races are going to have a claim on our gentleness. Um, and included in that. And our abrasiveness, of course, doesn't end from the safety of a computer screen or a phone screen. Obviously, in person, we're, we're, we're good at in person, <laughs> lack of gentleness at times, too. I mean, sometimes if someone is maybe less talented than us in a class or music or sports, I mean, it can be easy to kind of put them down. Of course, that doesn't really help anything to kick people while they're down. Um, Sometimes we can kind of cut ourselves slack, like it's like, well, I'm just joking, but eh, sometimes there's a fine line between just joking and, and, and bullying, right? Uh, so uh, it's, I think this text really, if we bear in mind, yeah, the word gentleness sounds like it's pretty easy to check off a list, but it's, it's actually a, a very big challenge for us, um, something we often uh, fall short of. And I mean, I, I don't know, I guess if you think it's not a big deal at all, I would say maybe, maybe do a gentleness check. You know, we don't talk about that much, but we don't say like, hey, check out my gentleness, or is my gentleness showing? But I don't know, we could start it. Um, but what I mean in all seriousness is, if other people have a claim on our gentleness, then it probably makes sense to, to dialogue, to like talk with other people and figure out, yeah, I could talk to someone, maybe talk to someone from Asia and say, hey, does the way that I talk about the virus is that come off as gentle to you or not? And I, I might uh, grow in that dialogue. Um, maybe if someone, maybe especially if, if someone's not a Christian too, I could say, hey, could you look at my social media post? Do you think this is helpful for this or that hot button issue? Does this make you want to learn more about Christianity or does this make you want to you know, run away? And dialogue maybe can help in learning those things. Or, you know, if we think we're just joking uh, in class or to someone, uh, well, ask them, hey, I, is, is this coming off as joking? I, I don't want to be a bully here. Uh, and, and have that dialogue, because we might not be coming off the way we really think we are. And so a concern for gentleness is going to mean a concern for dialogue. And it's dialogue with flesh and blood humans, you know, like you and me, 
people who are created in the image of God, um, like you and me. And with that dialogue, we can learn and grow and understand how is our gentleness coming off to people or lack thereof. Uh, lack of gentleness doesn't simply harm others. I mean, it does that, but it also harms ourselves too. Because um, when we dehumanize other people, we ultimately are dehumanizing ourselves as well. We're defacing the image of God that we were created in, and we're alienating ourselves from what it means to be truly human as well. So it is tough stuff there. But, you know, yeah, I, I just like I, I don't have the votes to declare myself Lego master. You don't have the votes, and I don't have the votes to declare ourselves gentleness master. Obviously, we've sinned in this regard. But we do have one who is the true gentleness master, and that's our Lord Jesus. You know, when Paul commands us to gentleness here, and yes, that is very tough when we take it to heart, we have God who is the epitome of gentleness. And we see it all the more in the person of Jesus, where he makes his gentleness evident to all. His gentleness did not exist in a void. He showed that. He lived a perfect life of gentleness. Yeah, he wasn't a pushover and he told the truth, but he did it in true gentleness and he reached out to different people. And he did this making up for our uh, bad track record on gentleness to cancel that, to wipe it clean. He went on the cross, gently going forward willingly to die. By that gentleness, he took, his, took our sins on himself to wipe them clean, to robe us with his righteousness and gentleness, to cover over every last shortcoming we've done in that regard. And he, he rose again from the dead, showing his true power over the, the greatest things that matter, that by him, we trust in him and know he's going to raise us up, he's going to give us eternal life in the end. And that helps to obviously put a great number of things in our life in perspective. And all this gentleness, I mean, look what that has accomplished for us. Look what Jesus' gentleness has truly done. He didn't wipe us aside. He, in gentleness, came to save us. We know gentleness can do great things because we've experienced the great things that gentleness has done for us in the person of Jesus. And obviously, Paul follows up this talk about gentleness by adding the Lord is near. Uh, it seems maybe at first, oh, this is kind of disconnected, but maybe not. You know, the end is near. We have a heavenly home in sight. He's done everything for us to, to bring us to that home. And that puts things into perspective in our gentleness here and now. Our time is short, and we can make it count with gentleness, and we can take joy in the gentleness that we've experienced from God. In World War II, um, they calculated the time that a tank could last in battle, so in a tank battle. They figured out that a tank, the average lifespan of a tank in battle was 42 minutes. Most tank battles didn't last very long. Well, when they designed tanks then, they knew, I don't need to make this thing to last 10, 20 years and 200,000 miles like your car. I just need this thing to last a few hours. It put things into perspective, the perspective of that short amount of time. You know, each of us has our 42 minutes, so to speak, on this earth. And I think that helps put things into perspective to be there for others with our gentleness 
and to maybe with gentleness and God's word witness to other people as well. But most of all, to bear in mind Christ's gentleness for us because by his gentleness, he's given us far more than 42 minutes. He's given us an eternity in heaven by his pure grace, by his work alone, uh, and everything he's done for us. Amen.